and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah Kiefer, and with me today is my co-host, Brian Balance, who has not made an appearance in quite a while. So welcome back, Brian. Hello there. Thank you. Thank you. I have returned. You uh, recently told me that you haven't been on since Celebration, and I did not realize that was the last time we've done a podcast together. That is true. I had to uh, build up the hype. That was I also I can't take it. The last time we really like talked. I mean, we text on occasion, but we haven't caught up on anything Star Wars related in a long time. I know. It's I was just talking to somebody the other day that like 85% of our texts to one another are in all caps. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because it's usually about something very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's Qui-Gon. <laughs> yeah, it's like if if I see something Qui-Gon related out in the wild, it's like automatically send to Brian. Yeah, like, I'm I'm that I'm the go-to Qui-Gon guy on yeah, the internet now. Yeah. That's a that's a thing though. Like a lot of it's people It's a badge. I know a lot of people that are into certain characters. Like when I see Captain Rex, I automatically think of Jonah Marie. Same. Like, same. That's there's just people like that. I hope when people see Ponda Baba, they think of me. That's I know I do. I want that to be my thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work keeping up this image. Yeah. You just have to freak out about everything and then people start remembering it and being like, oh, that's what Savannah's really into. Exactly. Well, I, like a celebration with the of a mitt. I was like, yes. I know who this belongs to. I have that. Um, somebody got it for me. Or actually, Good. did I get it for myself? I can't remember. Somehow I got it at Celebration, and it is the greatest thing ever. Like, I love it. It's, it's the wolf hand, right? It's not the, yes, pat- the cup hand. It is the wolf hand, and it's amazing. And I, I, I cook pretty often these days, so I use it a lot. And every time I take it out of my little drawer, I'm like, oh, this is the best. Do you, like, accidentally drop it sometimes and pretend you got your arm cut off? No, that's really smart, though. I should do that. I want to take a picture of me holding a cup of blue milk with that, you know. That's a good one. I think that'd be really cool. So we have a lot of things to talk about today, Brian, because... Yeah, we do. There's been a lot going on in the world of Star Wars. Yes, yes, that's a uh, that's putting it mildly. Like a <laughs> lot. And to be honest, I really haven't even been up to date on all of it. Um I've been <gasps> trying to keep up. So forgive me, but that's why you're here because you keep <laughs> up with everything. <laughs> I mean, so, somebody has to around here. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to fill in the areas that I don't uh, you know, know much about or haven't been up to date on, but uh I just want to kick off this show with my favorite thing lately in the world of Star Wars, which is Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, yep, that's that's happening. I love it. <laughs> I love it. As soon as the name for this movie was released online, I saw so many hate comments like, oh, really? That's all you could come up with? Oh, that's a dumb name. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if they named this movie Butterflies in a Field. Like, I would still be so excited about seeing it. I, I'm just that excited about it. And sure. I think the movie is very fitting, or the, the, the name is very fitting for the movie. So, Agreed. What are your thoughts on this, Brian? Uh, okay, okay. We're going to start this strong. Okay, so let's... Um, <laughs> Let's add a little note to this because uh, if people don't follow us on Twitter, then they might not know this. So Brian is stoked about The Last Jedi. Me, yes. Not so much. Not so much. Not, <laughs> not that I'm not excited. It's just like, you know, not as much. Sure. I'm stoked about Solo. Brian, not so much. 
So, Correct. you know, this is the Dorky Diva show where sometimes we're not excited about things, but that's okay because that's right. typically the other person is excited about that thing and that's cool too. We're a one-stop shop for hype. Yes. We're not going to so, hate, but it's okay to no. not like things. I just want to be very clear about that. Absolutely. And so here, okay, the title. Yes, I am so for it because what else are you going to call it? Yeah. You know, Solo, it's perfect. It's about Han Solo. It's Solo. Uh, the movie, I'm still not super into it because like you, Han Solo's, well, Han Solo's your favorite character. But Han Solo was my favorite in the original trilogy. And to see a not Harrison Ford Han Solo, I don't know if I'm ready for. It's going to be tough. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not like yeah. gung-ho about that. It's going to be weird, but I'm just I've, like... I, I have Since Ron Howard came on board, I've been way more excited. Me too. Me too. When he came on, I felt way better. I have full 100% faith in the story group and Kathleen Kennedy. I don't think they're going to willingly put out a bad movie. Um, I'm just so precious about Han and Lando. And I love oh. Donald Glover as a person. Yes. But as an actor as well, I know a lot of actors who give us who they think the character is and their own sort of spin on it. And I just want Han Solo and Lando. And that's 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 where my, my uh, kind of keeping it at arm's length is coming from. Mm-hmm. Is when I look at it, I don't want to see this is Alden Ehrenreich's Han Solo. I want to see Han Solo. Right. So that's my only thing. Everything else I'm really excited about, like... I want to see how he got the Falcon from Lando. I want to see. I want to see Jabba the Hutt run. Bad. I want to see the Kessel Run. I want to see all these things that are in it. Tag and Bank was announced, which yes. is huge, yes. huge. So hyped, but it's like everything around it. Give me a book. Give me a Han Solo book that's canon and all this stuff. Sweet. But oh, to see, I'm such a visual thing. person. Like I don't ever read Star Wars books because I want to see it. Sure, um, sure. I understand that. Yeah, so I am like very excited about this movie because I'll have the opportunity to see all of those yes, little stories. Yes, abs- absolutely. But and, we'll also see not Harrison Ford, I and know. that's that's my that's my only thing. You know what? I think because they're making okay, and this is going to get a little off the track of Star Wars, but since they're sure. making a new Indiana Jones movie, not that the yes. last one was great. I don't even I don't even acknowledge <laughs> that movie, but. Every opportunity I can get to see Harrison Ford as, you know, my favorite characters, I am so for it. Yes. And that's why I was so stoked for him to be in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I'm still mourning the loss of Han Solo in that movie. Oh, same. I mean, I'm, I still can't mad. think about I'm it. Mad. <laughs> but it's like as much as I love Harrison Ford, like he's going to be in a new Indiana Jones movie. Yes, he's super old. <laughs> Yes, I really don't care uh, how old he is. I will still always love him. Um, And so, yeah, like it's going to be weird to see somebody else playing Han Solo, but it's also going to be really cool to see all of these stories come to life that we've heard about and learn more things that we didn't even know existed. Um, Mm -hmm. And I am a huge fan of Donald Glover. I think he is very talented in many different ways. He's and your guy. When they announced him as Lando, I was like, "Oh, this is perfect!" Like I, that's who I was thinking of the entire time when they announced this movie. I was like, "Oh man, Donald Glover would be a perfect Lando." And then they confirmed it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's happening! It is happening!" <laughs> it's like Michael Scott in the office when he's like, "Oh my god, it's happening!" Yes. Everybody, calm down. So. <laughs> 
I just, I'm just really excited about the look of this movie too, because Ron Howard has been posting a lot of pictures online and yes. a lot of pictures of the sets and it just looks really Star Warsy to me. So I'm Agreed. excited. Everything he's done has completely turned me around on the hype because before I wasn't excited at all for it. Yeah. But since he came in charge, I'm like, I trust this guy a lot because he almost directed the prequels. Mm. He knows Star Wars. Like that's the dude. And Lord and Miller, I'm sure were great guys, but they were like 21 Jump Street and yeah. self-referential comedies. I was like, I don't want Han Solo like cracking a joke every 30 seconds. Me either, because that's annoying. Like, I'm okay yeah. with humor in Star Wars because they do that. Like, of course, you know, Han's Han Solo hilarious. is like, that's not how the Force works. Like, I love yes. lines like that, but I don't want like slapstick comedy or tons of jokes all the time. Like, I don't need that. I want exactly. a serious story. Exactly. So, so yeah, I was excited when Ron Howard took over as well for that same reason. And he's a genius with how he's been doing like, oh, spicy. You know, we're like, oh my yes. God, spicy. Kessel, spice mines. <gasps> yes. <You know>? His <laughs> captions are so great. And just giving us little teeny tiny tidbits and yes. he knows and, what he's doing. Like, it's oh, so yes. great. And I love that like Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm, like they trust him enough because he's posting so many pictures that anywhere yeah. else you'd be like, oh my God. But he's... He's showing nothing, but people know what we're looking at. Right. So it's even, so cool. Even like when he, you know, showed the um, the different outfits and he was like, whose wardrobe is this? And we're like, obviously it's Lando's. Like there's yeah, a ton the of capes. capes. Um, and then he posted something about he was like riding around on his skateboard on set and he had little um, shoe covers on. And he's like, I don't want to scuff up the Falcon. And then it just makes you think of the Falcon and you're just like, OMG, is it going to look new? Like, you know, have, like oh, what is the Falcon going to look like? Is it, I mean, obviously it's going to look the same, the shape of it and everything, but, you know, is it going to look a little new? Wow. Or, I like, had never ah, thought of that so until excited. just now. I'm so excited about this movie. And it comes out in May, which is not going to be very after, you know, episode eight. So we're all going to still be processing The Last Jedi and then we're going to get Han Solo and we're all going to die from excitement. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's been a real concern of mine for the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, dying, I don't know if I can take this. Dying from excitement. Okay, we need yes. to talk about The Last Jedi, though. Because, okay. Because um, the trailer oh, dropped during Monday Night Football a little it while did. ago. And literally everyone on the face of the earth lost their mind over this trailer except, except. me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect. And Absolutely thankfully, perfect. Thankfully, though, my boyfriend also did not have his mind blown by this trailer. So I didn't feel completely crazy. And I mean, let's not let's not jump to any conclusions that you're not crazy for not being hyped about it. I'm not crazy. <laughs> because well, here's the thing. I'm still hyped about this movie. Yes. But their intentions were too obvious with this trailer. I think they're obviously trying to mislead us. They're obviously trying to yes. not give us anything that's actually going to happen in the movie. You know, like the, the plot lines they're showing us are all misconstrued. Um, sure, sure. But like with having Finn with a lightsaber pre-Seven, you're like, oh my God, this is going to be the Force-sensitive guy who's got the lightsaber. Exactly. And yeah, Han, uh, with Kylo. He to say he Kylo. doesn't know how to even swing a lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. And personally, I mean, I think a lot of Star Wars movies are beautiful. Like Empire Strikes Back is probably one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen, just as far as. Oh, yeah. Cloud City, man. Yeah, cinematography is just gorgeous. But I didn't get any. I didn't. I didn't really think this trailer was pretty. Like there was only there was only one shot that I really thought was, you know, cinematically beautiful. Uh, Icebox. And no, unfortunately, (laughs) Icebox. It was the scene. It was so short. Um, it was about three quarters of the way through the trailer. It looks like Ray is in a cave with Luke, and it's kind of dark and. When he's like Hazy. standing up above her yeah. and there's fog everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I love that shot. Uh, but that was kind of the only one. But yeah, we get the ice foxes, which is cool. And I've seen lots of theories that people think that's Ahsoka. And I'm just like, how, oh my God. how would that work? Like, that's a that stretch. Is a thing, how would that work? And I, and I just don't get like, you know, everybody thinks Ahsoka is going to come back as an animal. So now every animal that shows up, they're like, oh my God, it's Ahsoka. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> name name one other time that's happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, wait a second, guys. How does this make sense? Um, oh yeah. But let's hear your thoughts on the trailer because obviously I, I could go on forever. Okay, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. But I have to. I have to full disclosure. I didn't love Seven. That's okay. I, I know. I said it. I said it. And um, here here's my thing with Seven. I loved the characters. I love Ray, Finn, Poe, BBA. I love everything. I even like Kylo Ren. My problem, it, it just, it, it didn't catch me. It was like a, a pretty version of four. And yeah. I love four, but if I had to choose, I'm going with four. Yeah. Um, so, but like I said, I loved the characters. The story was okay. You got a droid that's got plans that needs to get the resistance for the giant Death Star. Like it was very, it was stuff that I liked, but I would prefer the version I liked better. Yeah. But my my biggest my biggest problem, and this is where I'm I'm pretty alone, is I don't want Kylo Ren to be redeemed. You're not alone on that. I've actually heard that from several people. Good, because I want him dead. Yeah. I want him. I want him dead real bad because he killed Han Solo. Yeah. And he, he didn't just to die. Ki- he didn't just kill Han Solo. Like, so Anakin. Everyone brings up Anakin. Anakin's fall to the dark side makes total sense if you add up all the math. You know, you've got a Jedi Council that was always kind of keeping him at arm's length. He was against the code, living a lie. Right. Uh, like, everything, if you add it all up, makes sense. Kylo Ren killed Han Solo because he didn't have enough bad guy points to get the cape for Episode Eight. Like, it's, dude, come on. Yeah. You need to be and more evil like, to kill your, your dad. dad. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm and upset. And your dad's Harrison clearly. Ford. <laughs> yes. It's like, I'm not mad that, that, that I am mad, but I'm not <laughs> upset that Han Solo died. You know, because I, I got it. I'm like, all right, if Harrison Ford's back, there's a good chance. Um, yeah. I'm not upset that Han Solo was killed by the villain. I'm upset that Han Solo was killed by his son. Who's a so, punk. like, forever, <laughs> like, I love episode six. That's my favorite of the OT. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that we thought for a time there was peace and the good guys won for once. And then we find out, oh, just kidding. Mm-hmm. But, like, Han Solo, the Han Solo, the, the guy that everybody knows. Oh, he he got killed? Really? How'd that happen? Well, his son did it. It's like, no, yeah. not on Solo, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that's a long 
well, super long way to start so eight. To your comments about The Force Awakens, I totally agree. Like, I like The Force Awakens because it's a pretty movie to watch. Like, yes. all the scenes with Rey on Jakku, I love. Like, I love Agreed. when she's on her little sled and, like, those things just make me happy and make me excited about Star Wars because one of my favorite things about Star Wars is the universe. Like, it, it's similar to ours, but not too similar. But it's also like I can't really get into a lot of other sci-fi franchises because they're way too out there. Like they're way too science fiction. Whereas you know this sure. is science fantasy, so it's similar to our world and we can connect with it. And it kind of looks the same. Like she's in a desert, you know. So I really liked The Force Awakens because I liked how a lot of it looked. Um, sure. But obviously, the story was a rehash of Episode Four, and. I'm sure you know this and a lot of other Star Wars fans, you know, know this, but they needed to do that in order to grab a new audience, like grab Absolutely. the Absolutely. Like, and I get it. That's totally fine. And, you know, and I, and I think it's fine for people to not like The Force Awakens because, hey, we're Star Wars fans. We know the story of Episode 4. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm also hopeful and confident that Episode 8 will not be like, you know, Empire. Yes. It, it's going to be dark, obviously, but it's going to go... In it's a totally different direction. And yeah, I'm excited I'm, for that because... Um, I'm so pumped. You know, I know a lot of people that didn't like Force Awakens and now they're like, oh, I don't really care about seeing Episode Eight because the last one was a letdown. But I'm like, I think they needed to set that foundation for the new trilogy just, you know... Absolutely. Just to kind of freshen up the fandom and get new people involved in the franchise. And now that they kind of know the characters and know the gist of the story, like they can totally, you know, change everything. So I think episode eight is going to be very different. And that's why I'm still excited about it, regardless of how I feel about the trailer. I think it's going to be a great story. And I think it's going to blow a lot of our minds and like, you know, totally take turns that we didn't expect. Um, oh, there's yeah, a lot for of sure. fan theories out there, man. There are so many fan <laughs> theories. I just don't even keep up with them at all because I just, I'm like, my brain can't process all of these things. You know, there's sure. so many things. Um, oh, I'm the same way. I can't dive too deep into in things because my my problem is I get attached to them, oh. and I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. And then I'll go in like Kylo Ren before seven. Some people were, man, Han Solo's got a kid. And he's gonna go to the dark side. I'm like, mm, I hope not. And yeah. I attached myself to the I hope not. So when I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, man, it's like yeah. a not Jason Solo. But yeah. eight looks weird and different. And I love Ryan Johnson. Like Brick and Looper are great. And but, uh, another thing that got me really excited was when I found out he was basically with this group, like at Lucasfilm, an office, there, and like ideas off of them as well, like what would work best. And it was a very collective experience, mm -hmm. which gives me a lot of hope for the story. Mm -hmm. um, but this trailer, the, I mean, I loved Creatures and Aliens. That's another big deal. And um, the Ice Foxes looks cool on the train. I got to say it. They're adorable, and I'm excited for I them. I am not on the poor train. <laughs> People are going to probably unfollow my podcast for this, but guys, chill Stay with the Porgs. <laughs> chill with Porg. the Porgs. Oh, my team God. Team Porg, Team Porg. Oh. Can you, you, you cannot repel cuteness of that magnitude, Savannah. Honestly, I don't think they're that cute. I mean, they're <gasps> cute, but like... Vanna. I'm sorry. <laughs> like... People are going nuts over these things, and I'm just like, I, I sort of get it, but like, I think the noise they make is horridly annoying. <laughs> like, 
when he did I his little wah, wah thing like yeah. in the Falcon, I was like, no, no. <laughs> Oh my god! I had the exact opposite reaction. I was like, "Oh my god, he thinks he's chewy." Oh my god! I, that actually, the first thing that struck me about this trailer, and I was watching it. Well, now fiance Monique. Uh, Congratulations, by the way, everybody! Brian yes. got engaged last weekend. I did, I did, and that's the second time I've used the word fiance. It's Isn't so it weird. So weird. It's so strange because we've been dating for this ju- this January will be eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm used to saying my girlfriend, my girlfriend. So now I'm like, oh, oh, it's a different word now. (laughs) But I was watching it with her and the trailer starts and the first thing I'm like, oh my God, Luke is talking. Luke is talking. And I'm like staring at the screen and Luke is the main thing that I'm talking that I felt that a lot of people aren't touching that I've noticed. So the last shot of the trailer with, uh, Snoke and Ray, Mm -hmm. that concerns me a lot. Because Ray is with Luke in the beginning, and then somehow she's with. Where's Luke? What happened to Luke? You better not have hurt him, because because I care. And where's Luke? And I hope he's okay. Well, That's my biggest okay. question from the trailer. So I want to mention something here, and I think for some people this could be considered spoilery. So if you're like super sacred about not hearing spoilers, you might want to fast forward like three minutes or oh. five minutes. <laughs> Brian, 15. I know you've seen this because you're <laughs> online, but like. If people aren't heavily on Twitter and stuff, you may have missed this. Okay, so anyways, I'm going to start now. So fast Do forward it. if you Going in. don't want to hear this. So IMAX released a photo of their cardboard display that will be at select theaters for The Last Jedi. And it's basically yes. an archway. And on one side, it has the light side characters. And on the, the other side, it has the dark side characters. Luke yes. is on both sides. I did He's see that. He's on both sides. Like, what does that mean? I, that oh, has, makes me that nervous. has a meaning. They didn't just randomly do that. When you look at the poster for this movie, Luke is split down the middle. Half of his face is dark, half of his face is light. He overshadows yes. both sides of the characters, the dark and the light. So Ugh. does he take her to Snoke? What is the deal here? What oh my god, deal? I hadn't thought about that. He take <gasps> He better not. He better Okay, okay, we're doing this. We're going in Savannah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Put, you put on your helmets, ladies and gentlemen. So I had not thought of that. Here's Luke, please don't go to the dark side. For the love of God. I'm so I am I am a firm supporter of the Jedi. And I know a lot of people aren't for it. Somebody needs to talk to me and I will I will sway you. But the Jedi have to be there to maintain balance. Lor Santeca said at the beginning of seven, Luke clearly has lost his way. He's scared now. He's the last one. He's been on this island for forever. But for the love of God, I hope he doesn't go to the dark side because he's the he whole. Doesn't either because he's honestly, the guy. I don't think it would make sense for his character. Like yes, he's especially like the after most six. Powerful Jedi ever, it seems like, and I'm just like, yes. um, you can't do that. Like exactly, exactly. You're the hope of the galaxy. Like you're that guy. You can't go to the dark side, and that's why I'm so nervous seeing that Ray ha- uh, Snoke has Ray. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where is Luke? Is he okay? That's my biggest. I think about it every day now. I'm like, please just be all right. But, I already lost Han. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't. I cannot go through something like that again. But I, I wouldn't no. be as upset if Luke died. I mean, I, <gasps> I. Oh, oh god, I said, it, I, I said it out loud. Oh, <laughs> I just, I'm not attached to Luke in any way. You know, I feel Savannah. like for for a lot of people, you know, you're either a Han fan or you're a Luke fan, and not that it has to be that way. But sure. I know a lot of people that love Luke, and they're like meh on Han. 
And then sure. I know a lot of people that love Han, and they're just kind of like, you know, meh on Luke. And I'm that kind of person. Like, I love Han Solo. Luke, I really don't care about. Like, he's <gasps> I mean, he's essential don't to Star Wars, obviously. I understand that. But, <laughs> like, I'm just not as into his story as other people. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay, Brian. I, I love Han in 4 and 5, but Luke in Episode 6 is, like, the dude. But see, he's a Jedi, episode six, lightsaber. and I think I've told you this, that's like one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. I know. God, our friendship is just hitting the rocks today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes this podcast so great is because we have different opinions and we're just yes. not regurgitating the same idea, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's what we have to say on the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, I hate you, Brian. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is why I haven't been on to Celebration. <laughs> I heard you talk bad about Luke. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but I mean, if I'm, he dies, I'm not going to. I screamed and cried in the theater when Han Solo died. I will not be bad. doing either of those things if Luke dies. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to oh be like, oh. God. I'll be like, oh, that sucks. You know. I will be, I will be so distraught because the Jedi, ha they cannot go away. That's my thing. Like, the Jedi have such a bad reputation now because a lot of people see them as like, you know, the people that are by the books and they see the old Republic Jedi and they're like, that's the Jedi. It's like, no, that's, that's not mm -hmm. Qui-Gon was what a Jedi is supposed to be when you aren't relying on doctrine and you start believing in people, you know, the Jedi were so by the book by episode one, the chosen one is literally standing in front of them and they're like, Oh, he's too old. Sorry. Yeah. And, and Qui-Gon's like, no, you don't understand. I love qui She's like, this is what they're supposed to be. And you can see, the difference between somebody like Mace Windu and somebody like Qui-Gon, who is in the moment, believing in the people, trusting the living force as it is, which is why he becomes the first one to become one with the force. And Luke, after episode six, you know, Yoda's like, when I'm gone, you're going to be the last one. Mm -hmm. So you need to pass on what you've learned. Obviously, that blew up in his face because of Kylo Ren. <laughs> but like, you can't, the Jedi are so important. And... I just don't want to see them go away. And gray Jedi are garbage. I said it. it makes <gasps> no sense. Wow. Makes, I'm I'm strong on this one. This wow. I haven't been here since celebration. We're <laughs> just gonna divide we everyone. We have a lot of opinions today. <laughs> this is what happens when we get pent up for so many months. You yes. don't like Skywalker, and this, I think gray Jedi are garbage. This is a this is a good show though. Maybe I shouldn't do a show until like you know yes. next April. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just we'll just space them out so people have time to breathe and yeah. decide if they like us or not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, it makes no sense to me. Like I understand the appeal. It's like I want to be a Jedi, but also use Force lightning. But no, it's like I kind of want to be a vegetarian, but also still have bacon sometimes. It's like no, uh, no, no, no. A lot of people do yeah. that though. I ha I know so many vegans that eat chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Like Which means <laughs> not a vegan. It is it's <laughs> one or the other. Like if you're a Jedi, the like that's why I love Ahsoka so much. You know, yeah. when they straight up says, like, you know, oh, that's not very Jedi. And she's like, I'm no Jedi. Yeah. That is out of respect for what that means to be a Jedi. You know, Jedi is a really that. hard life. It's, I mean, Qui-Gon said it. I'm going to talk to Qui-Gon like a hundred times in this podcast. But <laughs> it, it, he talk talks you. about, you know, it's not an easy decision to make. And it's a hard life afterwards. And nobody wants to hear that. You know, everybody wants the, like, cool force powers, be a hero, but also kind of a badass. It's like, no, Jedi are... The, the protectors of peace and justice in the galaxy. They're the good guys, you know? Yeah. When something bad goes wrong, you want the Jedi there. But it's like, it's cool to be a Jedi that's kind of in the mix, you know? Not so, afraid to get dirty. So I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. I think, you know, 
like if you want to be a Jedi, you have to be a legit Jedi. But yes. in the realm of Star Wars, I think it's also cool that gray Jedi exist because it just adds a full <laughs> spectrum. Like, and that's I think it's cool to have are. Force users that yeah. aren't like Ahsoka. Ahsoka's a Force user. Yeah, you know she she holds herself to a high moral standard, but she also knows she's not a Jedi. Ahsoka is and, a queen. I, Ahsoka's amazing. I love She's Ahsoka. She's so great. And that that's one thing which we'll touch on later when we get into Rebels. That's why I love Kanan. Because Kanan made that oh. choice to be a Jedi. He embraced it, you know? He went from, like, being in hiding and, like, having his lightsaber in two different parts on his belt to fully becoming a true Jedi knight. Yeah. And and it's it's a big deal to be a Jedi. It's a commitment. And if, to do it correctly is really hard. Because people like the old council, you know, was varied by the books. They weren't really looking at people. They were looking at, oh, you're too old? Sorry. It doesn't matter what you could have accomplished. You're too old. And it's like tell me, what's going to happen in the theater to Brian Balance if (laughs) Luke Skywalker dies? If he dies, okay. The moment of death, a noise will come out of me. It's going to be very unattractive. What if he goes to the dark side? It's there's going to be a noise of equal volume, very angry. Will very you walk very out? I will not walk out. No, I don't think anything could make me walk out, but I will say I'm going to be real upset. Mm-hmm. Because he's all we've got. You know, he's the last hope of the Jedi. And it's like I understand the pressure involved and like I can't even imagine, but Dude, you're the guy. Like, all of episode seven was like, we need to find Luke because without him, we're in trouble. Snoke yeah. was like, we need to kill Luke Skywalker because if he comes back, we're in trouble. We all gonna die. So I want to see Luke become who he is. I want him to remember who he is. So kind and of have his own redemption sort of thing. You know, his own journey. Yeah, because, like, you know. I mean, he de- I mean, obviously he feels horrible of what happened. That's why he sent himself into exile after Kylo Ren killed everybody, right? But you gotta believe that he felt Han Solo die. Oh yeah. And so if he felt that, did. imagine. Yeah, I know. The Orgs <laughs> yeah. even felt it. Yes, that's what he was actually yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so he had to have felt that. And if he felt that, then on top of the guilt he already felt, his best friend got killed by the same thing. Aww. You know, so it's that like that much so deeper, sad. that much despair. So I'm like, I'm hoping Ray can remind him who he is to us. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my big thing. And if he goes to the dark side, I'm like, dude, don't do this. My heart's already broken. Yeah. So that's my big thing with eight. And the thing that stuck out in that trailer for me was Snoke has Ray. So where is Luke? Is right. he okay? Somebody just somebody just send me a message and be like, hey, yeah, no, I talked to him. He's fine. He's just really tired. I want him to be all right. I'm, um, I'm hoping that. The Last Jedi ends on a very dark note that leaves Ooh. us very intrigued. Like I want, I want a huge cliffhanger for that movie. Sure, it would I make want, sense. And I'm sure we will still have lots of questions after this. But um, like, oh, for sure. obviously, I was still curious after The Force Awakens about what would happen. But I mean, there was, there was some big closure on Han Solo there. I mean, there was no doubt yeah. what happened with him. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't have to wonder about him. But I think it would be interesting if maybe if Luke sort of plays with the dark side or doubts himself and maybe they don't, you know, kind of redeem him and, and make him feel confident about himself again until the next movie. 
Sure. See, I would be for that if, like, Ray, because Daisy Ridley's talked about, like, you know, sometimes you shouldn't meet your heroes. So obviously she thinks he's going to be this big hero and he's going to be scared and he's going to be probably really mean to her. Yeah. Um, So if she's like, all right, well, if you're not going to teach me, I'll go find something else. Then she gets picked up and taken to Snoke and Luke is like, oh, God, what have I done? Yeah. I'd be for that. I'll tell you, I'm going to I'm going to fangirl scream if I see that green lightsaber. Oh, I'm sure we will. They have to do that. They have. That's a fan service that they have to do. I mean, maybe it might not be in this one, but in the next one, they've at least got to do it. Some can point. you can you imagine if like so obviously Luke got to that island somehow by himself right yeah he flew an X-wing in the OT so what if his X-wing is just like in the water somewhere and oh then we God. get this like Stop. scene where he lifts the X-wing up see I hope something like that happens for the sake of all my friends that are huge Luke fans like my friend Nancy is as into Luke Skywalker as I am for Han Solo and I got cool yes. Han Solo moments in The Force Awakens even though he died which sucked but like I still got to see him again and be awesome and I, Gee, want, oh yeah. I want Luke to be awesome for the Luke fans out there. Sure. But I also Shout out to, to maybe... Caitlin Plesher. Yeah. Oh yes. I forgot <laughs> she is super into him. Yes Caitlin. I hope yeah. you get that. But I also kind of want him to like you know throw us for a loop and play dark side for a second. Don't you say that in front of me Savannah Kiefer. <laughs> I'm not in front of you. I'm in front of my laptop. So. Oh yeah, just safe distance. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, I'm I'm for it. I'm so for it. I'm I'm obsessed with aliens. So that casino scene has me hyped. The little guy like pushing chips. Regal too. It is a regal, beautiful yes. casino. It's like. Yeah, oh, which we we haven't seen so like good. we. We haven't seen like the bougie lifestyle since the Opera House in Episode Three, so it'll be interesting to see what that side of the coin (laughs) coin is like. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm so I'm so excited for it. Um, Speaking of speaking of uh, royalty, Leia looks. She, my God, (sighs) I I I tweeted this the other day. I was like, you know, she may be a general now, but she looks like a queen in this trailer. She is a freaking like. My Higher God, than a queen. I mean, incredible! Oh my the gosh. giant like collar jacket when she's like on crate looks like the door's closing. She looks back like, oh my God, yeah, it's the queen of Alderaan. She I was love, meant to be. I love her hairstyle too. Like I know that's a weird yes. thing, but obviously Leia is iconic for her hair, and I like oh, her yeah. hair in the Force Awakens. But this this one is like wow, like agreed, she agreed. Looks amazing. She's she's taken after her mom. Oh, God, they're so precious. God, I miss Padme. <sighs> But, I uh, miss Carrie Fisher, but I'm excited like to see her in this movie. It's gonna be yeah, so it's good. gonna be. I'm excited to see her do stuff and like how's she gonna cope with this? And that it's right after Seven. Yeah, you know, there's time bumps. It's like all right, Han's death is very recent. They found Luke and Ray went to go get it. Like you got to imagine the First Order is gonna be like in the offense now that the Republic's been destroyed. They're gonna get all they can while they can. Yeah. So it's gonna be. I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie to you. Lady, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm just, I'm trying not to go in there with too many preconceived notions because Smart. I don't want to be let down. So that's why I think I'm trying to play it cool and not get too excited for this because I just want to be fair. happy with whatever happens. So sure. um, I'm not like is- super in love with any of these fan theories because I'm just like, whatever happens, I'm cool with like, sure, you know, bring it on. I- and then we got the misdirection where everything yes. is not as it seems. It's not going to go the way you think. Yes, that is. He's he's totally talking to us. To us, yes. Yeah, I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 
Um, so that's exciting. Uh, did you get, I'm sure you got your tickets. When are you oh. seeing the movie? <laughs> did I get my tickets? When are you seeing the movie? I'm seeing it at 7 on Thursday and then again at 10. Oh, because, okay. Because that's how people. I roll. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I roll. I can't do back-to-back viewings for Star Wars. I need like a full day. I need 24 hours to process before I see it again. That's fair. That's fair. So. I did the same thing for 7 and I walked out of the first one and I was like mm, I don't know if I liked it and then oh, I, I did it. not like it after I first saw it I <laughs> and I said it a lot I said I didn't like that movie I didn't like that movie <laughs> at night because so did I you go saw, with the group no I went with uh, my parents and my brother and I so oh I think some of my friends were there too oh mm-hmm. no I saw Rogue One with some of my friends Ooh, so I saw Rogue. it with my family um but I Saw them. I'm trying to think about. I'm so upset about this. I saw the movie and then I went to an after party at Disney and they had this Ooh. big, you know, Force Awakens event. And I oh, no. was pretty much crying that entire event. I was not a happy person. Oh, no. And everybody was like, Oh, sweetie, are you okay? And I'm like, No, I'm not okay. Don't talk to me. And uh, I was very, very, very upset. And I did not like that movie because of Han's death. And then finally, you know, I I saw Force Awakens a lot of times in the theaters. And so, you know, I eventually obviously was fine. But I did not watch that scene in the theater anymore. I closed my eyes every time that scene came up. Ooh, that's powerful. I saw saw episode seven nine times because that was like my number. Episode mm-hmm. three nine times. I saw episode seven nine times, and then I was gonna see Rogue One nine times, but then I got the ultimate ticket, and oh, yeah. uh, ooh, I hit twenty two. Wow! Thank you. I Thank saw you. The Force Awakens ten times, I think, but I only saw Rogue One maybe maybe only three or four. It wasn't that many. Um, sure, just but you love Rogue One. I love, 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 love Rogue One. Like I Same. love that. Movie. It is a perfect Star Wars movie. It is. I I can't say it's perfect. I'm not going to go there. But oh, it, it, oh, it's perfect. I, I'll say it. <laughs> I really, really, really liked it a lot. Like, you need to read Catalyst. I know. Trust I mean, me. So read Catalyst read. and then watch Rogue One. It's a totally different experience. I know. Like I've never read I've never read a book that was that I would consider a companion to one of the movies because it's all EU you know you get like a backstory of this specific character or leading up to Rogue One is like that whole scene in the beginning with Lyra and Galen and Krennic that scene is so powerful if you've read Catalyst because yeah. you know all of the history these people have been through. Well, I remember we've discussed this before because. Yeah, I think we did a podcast soon after that book came out, and I was like, "I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it." Obviously, I never read it um, a year ago. I, I just, I just suck at reading books and like really fully enjoying it. I, like I said earlier, I am a very visual person when it comes to storytelling. Like I, I need to see it in front of me. And sure, get the it, audiobook. I know I've done that too, and it doesn't help. I don't know what's <gasps> wrong with me. It's I tried um, doing the audiobook for uh, Lost Stars, and I totally Ooh. was not interested at all. So I don't know what's wrong with me, but um, I feel you. That was one Lost Stars specifically. I tried the audiobook, and I couldn't. I had to read that one. Uh, but there are other ones I get the audiobook because they're amazing. But see, that's why I think I'm so into these standalone movies because. A lot of books now are kind of filling the role of a standalone movie, and now the movies are telling these stories. So that's 
why sure. I like them so much is because it helps me visualize, you know, stories that I want to know. Yeah, absolutely. That's so funny, though. After seven, you went to a party about seven. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. I, I saw it with a bunch of people because everyone's like, Brian's like the Star Wars guy. I want to go see the new Star Wars with Brian. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And had that moment when the credits are rolling. And it was like, so? I'm like, mm, I, I, I don't think I liked it. Yeah. So I went and I watched it again. And I was like, okay, I like it slightly more now. But I'm still, mm, I don't know. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't like this. Mm-mm. I know. I think we might end up having feelings like that after episode eight, depending on what happens. Like, I think, I think everybody's going to feel a little uneasy. Yeah, I mean, very, very, very possible. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting. So many questions. It's it's going to be something. But let's it's move on. Because obviously we yeah. can talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> literally forever. It um, is kind of what we do. That is what we do. Star Wars Rebels. Season Rebels four is back. Is back. And For the last time. Did you? I know. The last time. Did you go to the Rebels panel at Celebration? I did not. Wow, and you call yourself a Star Wars fan. Okay, so I don't really care about Luke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, moving I did, on. <laughs> I, did, I did go to the, the 40th panel. Okay, well, I didn't get to go to that because I was working, but... Aha, we're even. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I know, I'm sorry. Harrison I'm sorry, that was, that was taboo. Harrison I I didn't mean it. Air. You got to breathe Harrison's air. I did, and John's. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Rebels. You went? You were there? You were there? I was there, and the room exploded cool. with tears when Filoni said that this season was going to be the last season, and I was just like... Yeah, I watched the panel afterwards, Yeah, but oof, somber. Uh, are you... You're a huge Rebels fan, right? I am. I actually like Rebels more than Clone Wars, and <gasps> I like Clone Wars a lot. <laughs> we are not friends anymore. Oh my this gosh. Is, this I is the best cannot. podcast we've done. This is, I'm so <laughs> upset right now. You can't say that. By and large, man, the first two or three seasons of Clone Wars took me a bit. I was in Rebels episode one. I know, I know. <sighs> I think I'm done with this podcast. I know. See you guys later. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, Brian's <laughs> never coming back on the show. Say, yeah. say your goodbyes now. It's a very loose title. Can you it's explain the why you like it more? I can. I can. Um, I love Clone Wars, so I need to say this out the bat. Um, but the first two seasons of Clone Wars, all to get into. You know, Ahsoka, love her now, but my God, did I not originally? Um, so that I didn't she either. took me a long time. God, she took me a long time to get used to. Um, <laughs> And look at her now. She's amazing. I know. But there were a lot of episodes that I thought were just good. Some were okay. Some of them were like, they were fun. But Rebels, I don't know if it was the tone of it. Because um, I like the art style a little better in Clone Wars. Uh, but something about maybe the time period, the desperation, and just the idea. I don't know. I've always been into Zeb. I really, really oh, like yeah. Zeb. I remember you my- really like him. Like, I remember before the show premiered, when they showed the picture, I was like, that is alien, and I like him a lot. And then when he showed up, I'm like, oh, and this whole deep storyline. I like the overarchs. Um, you know, I will clarify, the last couple seasons of Clone Wars, I like better than Rebels. Okay, all right. I, w- I would say that. From, like, Umbar on, you know, the Night Sisters, the whole Dark Mall. I mean, Clone Wars really, I don't know what happened around season three and four, but they were like, 
nah, let's turn this thing on now. And then just got they amazing. They killed it. Like, they literally killed it. I, I uh, love Clone makes- Wars. Clone Wars is, like, my favorite thing in all of Star Wars. It is what yeah. got me into Star Wars. It is what kept me into Star Wars. Like, I sure. A lot of people have the Clone Wars. And I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. It took me a while to get into it because I sure. watched season one and season two, and I did not get into Clone Wars until Cad Bane showed up in season two. And yes. I will agree, there are a lot of episodes that feel like filler and a lot of episodes that did not interest me. But yes. on that same note, there were so many story arcs in Clone Wars that pulled way more heartstrings than Rebels has ever done for me, other than the Ahsoka Vader episode. That one episode in Rebels is everything. The rest of the show, for me, has fallen flat. I was very excited about the show when it started. Sure. Um, I liked it. I really have a hard time connecting with the characters, though. I thought I was going to be gung-ho on Sabine, and then as the show went on, I really lost my interest in her. I don't know why. I just... Sure, sure. I think I was more into her artistic background rather than her Mandalorian background. And obviously now they're very much exploring the Mando background. And I'm just like, I don't care about Mandalorians. It's just not what I'm into in Star Wars. I'm into like bounty Same. hunters and smugglers and aliens. And Mandos are not in that category. Really. Oh, yes. I'm with you there. The, this last episode, Ezra was like, I don't want to be a Mandalorian. I was like, Ezra, Same. Same. <laughs> we don't want to be Mandos either. Yeah. Yeah. So, Cad, um, Cad Bane is oh, like, Cad, I always say that Cad Bane is who people think Boba Fett is. Yes. I like love incredible, that description. Incredible bounty hunter who like Doesn't goes give and a like crap punches. about killing people, dude, that's for sure. Like He, he is, punches Jedi Masters in the face. I, like, he's great. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Cad Bane is incredible. I've just and I don't want to hate on Rebels because I know a lot of people really emotionally connect with it and I don't want to take that away from them like I'm glad Rebels exist for those people but I'm not a person that has connected with it really Um, and that's fine you know like I don't have to love everything that you know is new in Star Wars and I'm excited when people like Rebels like Jonah Murray's love for Star Wars Rebels makes me so happy because she's happy same you know same but You know, just because I don't share that same excitement, like, it's fine. You know, I just, I think there's a lot of things in Rebels that just aren't what I love about Star Wars. And in Clone Wars, unlike Rebels, we got a little bit of everything. We got Night Sisters. We got Bounty Hunters. We got Assassins that turned into Bounty Hunters. We got Jedi. We got Padawans. We got pilots we, we got literally everything clone troopers to the max which are my favorite thing in star wars that's so that's true. why clone wars made me very happy is because one if there's you know two episodes about bounty hunters let's say you don't like bounty hunters well the next two episodes are going to be about night sisters like yes you know I even totally if agree. you weren't into it it was always changing and always had a focus on new characters that there was something for everybody whereas i feel like rebels right now is for people that are into the ghost crew or into Mandalorians. And I'm not into either of those things. So I agree. I agree with that. The only reason that I, that I like rebels a little more is because I was into rebels right away as clone wars took me a little bit, but I will absolutely say that the last few seasons clone wars is better than rebels, but like I'm with you there. I'm not, I've never been a Mandalorian guy. Like I just, I'm not, I'm not into it. Um, I love Zeb. I will say Callus is one of my favorite characters. He's a very um, interesting character. I like he's, him too. He's like the first Imperial that like grew a heart. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I loved in season one that he, I mean, goes back to my love for Zeb. He was like the perfect villain because he was a villain that used the same weapon as one of the guys on our team. Yeah. And then the story behind it, we're like, that is a Lasat weapon that he only could have gotten by murdering the Lasat, which the Empire did. And that whole story was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. And then the episode, you find out, no, he won it in a fair fight and the guy gave it to him out of respect. I'm like, oh, snap, we got some depth here. Yeah. And then. My, I mean, Twilight the Apprentice is the best episode, but very oh. close second for me was the honorable ones where Zeb and Kalish were stuck in that cave. Yeah. Because it showed an Imperial willing to work with someone for survival, but at the very end when he's got that like heat rock and he's just sitting in his room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you never see an Imperial put much thought into it and actually have depth. Like, that was why I, I read Inferno Squad and I didn't love it. Because it's so hard for me to feel for someone who justifies killing children. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that's a thing they touch on in the book is like Inferno Squad is like, if we got to kill kids, I mean, just think about it. They're going to grow up to be rebels. So we yeah. might as well kill them now. I'm like, then I don't care about you at all. You're evil. Yeah. And to see a a guy risk everything. I mean, can you remember when you saw that episode where you find out for sure that Callus is Fulcrum and he's sending the message and you turn yes. around and Thrawn is there? Yes. Like, what? That's yes. some crazy stuff that we hadn't seen before. And I, I really, really like that a lot. I have high hopes for Thrawn this season. I was very let down in the season three finale with him because I really dislike Bendu with a passion. Um, I do, <laughs> do not, you really? I do not think he is a Star Wars character. I do not feel really? like he belongs in Star Wars. Like Savannah. You're not I, a Space Moose fan? Oh my god. Space Moose <laughs> is the thing I detest the most. Like, Let's I get think into it. he's a cute character, but I don't think he should be in Star Wars. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't get it. I don't get how you know, Thrawn is, you know, one of the most powerful characters we've ever seen in Star Wars. And oh, yeah. obviously we know a lot about him from the EU, which is not canon anymore, but still, like, that's, right. that's him. Um, and then Space Moose comes up out of the sky and shoots lightning down and boom, you know, Thrawn yes. is not as powerful. I'm just like, okay, that's not how <laughs> this works. I, like, I'm, with you, I'm with you there. Because I, I loved Bendu at first. I was like, okay, here's this Force creature thing. I'm very interested. You know, I'm the I'm the one in the middle. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I will listen to what you have to say. But then him not choosing a side, I'm like, all right, we're going to have some trouble here, Bendu. Yeah, pick and a then lane, he became dude. You a can't co- drive in the yeah. middle. Exactly. I was like, you need to pick a side. So I disliked him a lot from there on. I was like, you're this powerful force thing. And you're like, no, I'm good. And then you're a cloud. And that I didn't really understand. Yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Thrawn shoots him and he's not there. Like, what's happening? Yeah, I just... But, it doesn't make sense to me, and I get, like, I I think I sort of understand what Filoni's trying to do with it, but I also feel like, because I don't fully understand it, my initial reaction is, oh, it's a cop-out. Like, this is an excuse sure. for things to go your way. And, and that's not, I don't truly believe that's what it is. I think we're going to find out more about Bendu, and maybe I'll understand more, like, why he's in Star Wars and who he is, and, like, what is you know what who really is this guy and what is he and what side is he on but sure i mean i hope we find out that stuff otherwise i really do think it's a cop out like i think that would be lame if we get nothing more on him besides like oh he doesn't do anything and then he's a cloud yeah i just yeah i don't like that at all i want to i want to figure of him though not gonna lie like a big one i think a plushie would be cute like i have no 
I'm not denying that I think he's adorable and I like his <laughs> voice, but I don't think yeah. he's in, he should be a Star Wars character. But I mean, I, I can understand that. It's like the only thing that I can see is he's, you know, a, an attempt to show because that's one thing that Rebels has done a lot and even Clone Wars as well is showing that there's more to the force. Like, there's that whole uh, episode with Zeb and his people, and they believe, you know, the Ashla and the Bogan and the Force is their, like, mythical religion thing. Whereas we know the Force from the Jedi's perspective, and now this Bendu guy, whatever he is, mm-hmm. it's like, it shows there's something else, but doesn't really explain anything. So I, I, I see where you're coming from. It's just very confusing. And it's very, very confusing. I and hope he disappeared. they explain it a little more so that I can understand, like, where they're going for this, or with Same. this. Same. Same. Um... Yeah, but Thrawn, Thrawn was good though. Thrawn, Thrawn, that, that was one thing that I liked because having read *Heir to the Empire* and the old EU, and I even read the new Thrawn book, and Thrawn is Thrawn. Like they didn't really change anything crazy about his character. Yeah, they Which obviously is good changed because the people time. would revolt if they had. Oh, for sure. I mean, people love Thrawn. He's he's crazy. I mean, think about it. He's the only alien officer in the Empire. He's that's amazing. huge, amazing, and we get to see him. Basically, pull an pull a pull a Hoth on the rebels in the finale, where they're like, "Oh God, he's here!" and yeah. just trying to run in time. But I'm interested to see what it's going to be for this season because it's the last one. You know, there's um, so much that is going on. So let's talk about that. I don't want to go too in depth with the premiere because I I know some people haven't seen it yet, so people yeah, are not going we to get, get we're not going to get in depth with the spoilers here. But uh, just in general. How do you want Je- Rebels to end? Like, as far as characters surviving or not, what uh, what do you think? Okay, I think, and this is not because I feel this way, but because I think it's how it should go. I think Kanan and Ezra gotta die. Um, yeah, they have I, to. I mean, especially following Rogue One. I mean, you have that little scene with Bale and Mon Mothma, and she's like, we're gonna need all the help we can get. Can you call your Jedi friend? And he's like, yeah, totally. You're telling me she wouldn't call the two Jedi she personally knows if they were available? Come on. You know, so um, they gotta die, in my opinion, and it reminds me of, ironically, I'm a Gundai uh, in the the Clone Wars, you know? I love him. He's he's also one of my favorite characters, because he was a Jedi making the ultimate sacrifice yes. to get food to people. That's what a Jedi is. That's why you know? he and Captain Keeley in the Clone Wars are my favorite. They, and yes. he fought to the end. I mean, he went down and oh he got back God. up and he fought. Oh, this is why I love Amazing. Clone Wars. I yes. am so Agreed. passionate about Clone Wars. Like That, that oh, episode, I my when I was watching it, that was my first favorite episode. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, this is my favorite episode I've ever seen. Like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. But Keeley, you think he's dead and he stands back up? He's like, I'm not through yet, sir. Yeah. And, you know, and they know they're going to die. And he's like, let's just make the end memorable. Yeah, they're just doing like, whatever they can Ooh! before they, you know, Yes. Die. And so I, I feel like they that's, I'm not saying that's what we're going to get, but I feel like that's what we should get with mm-hmm. Lothal. Mm-hmm. You know, Kanan's, Kanan's very much embraced being a Jedi Knight. And I love that. And I feel like he's ready to make that sacrifice for yeah. the cause um and ezra is so closely tied in with lothal i feel like it's going to come down to lothal and i feel like they're going they should die protecting it well we know hera survives because her Correct. name is used in rogue one and we see the ghost um, we know chopper lives <laughs> yeah and what do you think about sabine and zeb i okay dead? i'll do sabine <laughs> i think <laughs> dead or not dead <laughs> Dead or not dead. Like deal or uh, no deal. 
I think both of them can survive because in the main storyline, they could be inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't super care about Sabine at all. Um, and I feel bad because I love Tia Sakaar and I think I she's amazing. She's so sweet. But I just really don't. Like, it's all right, cool. Go to Mandalore, do your Mandalore thing if you want, yeah. I guess. Cool. Um, Zeb, I would like him to continue fighting just because he's such a good asset to the rebellion, but I would totally understand if he went to be with his people. Yes. I, I found I that like, like sanctuary. That's what's going to happen, too. Like, yeah. Like, it just makes sense. He knows where they are, they're safe, and he's like a well known member of society. And they've shown so. us that part of his life. So it's like, okay, did they show us that for a reason so he can go back there? Like, what? Yeah. You know, what's the deal? But I have to say, um, I agree with you on the on all those points. Um, <laughs> surprisingly. We're doing better. <laughs> um, but I have to say, as much as I don't really absolutely love Rebels and I'm not as into it as some other people are, Sure. I'm very happy that Filoni and his team have the opportunity to actually close this series the right way. Yes. That's what really upset me the most about Clone Wars is we really never got closure. And that's why, thankfully, they were able to continue or finish certain character stories from the Clone Wars in Rebels. Like, oh, yeah, we get Ahsoka again, we get Rex again. Like, those things needed to happen because we didn't get any closure in the Clone Wars, like, hardly with sure. anyone. Yeah, um, absolutely. And there were a lot of open, you know, storylines that were never completed. Like, where the heck is Cad Bane? I'm waiting for him to show up in <laughs> Rebels because I got to know if he's okay. I've wondered um, this as well. So I'm happy that they will have an end to the story in Rebels. And I'm sure they, they will still purposely leave some things open-ended. But sure. they have the the opportunity to finish it the way they want to and not the way they're forced to. Um, absolutely and it's way better that way if you know the ending then you can prepare and you can lay the tracks for a satisfying ending and Filoni knows what he's doing and I I think the fans will be a lot happier I I mean so many people were disappointed when the Clone Wars was cancelled and it's like oh now what happens to all these stories that we have you know sure whereas Rebels will be like you know oh okay well that's what happens and yeah there's still a few things that they left open but maybe they'll continue that in a future story you know sure sure Want to so, know what happens next? Watch Rogue One. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, you know, it's like, I think I'm a little disappointed that I didn't fall in love with Rebels, but it's also okay because Clone Wars fulfilled, like, all the things that I love yeah. about Star Wars. But I also <laughs> sure. think Clone Wars um, was the foundation for what I love in Star Wars. Like, that's sure. that's sure. the reason why I love Han Solo, and that's the reason why I love the clones, and, like... Because, you know, obviously Han Solo is not in the Clone Wars, but there are characters similar to Han Solo. Like, there's smugglers and, you know, oh, yeah. there's characters that remind me of him. And the Clone Wars is what really got me into Star Wars. I had seen the original trilogy and I had seen the prequels, but the Clone Wars just showed us a side of certain characters that just amazed me. Like, Ventress and her entire oh, storyline blows yes. my mind. Um, you need to read Dark Disciple. Oh, I did. I read that oh. one. How good was that? We, okay, so we can't talk about this in detail because sometimes my boyfriend listens to this podcast and he oh, isn't ready and okay. I'm trying to get him to to read it. Um, Dude, you are in for a treat. It's so good. Um, but I eventually do want to talk about that book because it really is 
yeah nuts you, like you say you say when <laughs> yeah it's it's so good um we might have to do like a special little episode like a shorter episode one day just to talk about that book because there's so much that goes on but yeah people yes. if you love clone wars and you haven't read dark disciple if you love ventress you got to read this book like it's oh, a must change have. your life and like change i said i don't read books that often you know and i did have a hard time you know visualizing some things in this book but as a whole i loved it and the story was great and you have to read it like it's a requirement absolutely so yeah Ooh, yeah but i yeah rebels it's it's gonna be interesting the release schedule is strange but i also kind of like it it's very Dude. weird i wonder if they're struggling for views like i I mean, it's possible. Or they're like, or they're like, because they're wrapping it up. They know they're going to end it. So perhaps like, there's an announcement coming next year of what the next series is going to be. Yeah. So maybe they're already starting that because you know everything's like a year and a half ahead. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We shall but see. But we, we have, shall. We have one more thing to discuss on the show today, and that okay. is Battlefront Two. Yes, less than a month out. Um, let me just say, I, I have all the Battlefront games that have ever come out. Um, and the latest one, Same. I hate how Same. they named the new one Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Like I wish it would have been Battlefront 3 and 4 because Agreed. when I talk about it now, it's confusing because the Agreed. old ones are also Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Like, absolutely. Anyways, I agree. But, uh, the new Battlefront. Um, yes was fun i enjoyed it for a while then i was like oh this is actually really lame like the more i played it the more <laughs> i got bored just because yeah. it didn't have as many um options as the original battlefront games did and i think oh i'm with you there john boyega was the voice yes our hero us, and he voiced a lot of opinions that we all had and thankfully those things have been fixed so yes um, Battlefront 2, I was not planning on getting it uh, just because I don't like I have the new Battlefront game, don't play it a ton, and sure. I'm just not super into video games. I only play Star Wars video games. Sure. And then I saw the full trailer. Yes. And then I saw that you can ride a Tauntaun. That was my moment as well. In the game. <laughs> yep. And yep. shoot yep. people yep. while you're on yep. the Tauntaun. Yep, 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 yep. Sold. Sold, into sold, it sold i am Agreed. so gonna get this game now like i might not get it the day it's released i'm not gonna be that crazy but i am definitely gonna get it at some point you know because sure. i got to play it um but you played the beta version i did so I tell did. us all about that I, I okay so i'm with you in that i have all of the previous battlefronts as well um i adore the first two like they're perfect I actually got Monique a uh, PS2 a couple of years ago just so we could play the first one. And oh, nice. I love it. Then this one came out a few years ago. And like you, I played it for a little bit and I just got real bored. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a gamer. It's very, very difficult to keep me invested. Um, I just get bored really easily. And that game, I'm also very bad at video games. And that Same. game was only able to be played online so yes. my life expectancy on a good day was like 30 seconds yeah and that's if i find a hiding spot because yeah. they gotta like 15 seconds to find me and uh so it just it's not very fun for me yeah. um they need so to have then, like a, a a capsule of people that are really bad at the game to play together yes like a special server yeah. but then there'll be that like that one 14 year old that's like i'm it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> one elite will come in and just kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I saw Battlefront 2 and John Boyega, our hero, 
um, basically said everything that was wrong with the last one. And I'm so excited for this one because there's offline play. So I can play with like Monique and we can play on the same TV and like with each other against each other. But also we get a campaign now. So there's going to be a storyline that's canon worked with Lucasfilm. Like the story group was involved. Um, And the biggest, biggest improvement in my opinion was we get prequel era stuff. Yes. I was just going to say We get clones. We get battle drums. We get Darth Maul. Who's who's amazing. Oh my God. Darth Maul in this game, you just destroy people. So I played the beta and in the beta you have, uh, I wasn't able to play the Starfighter Assault, but I played two maps, which was the Takadana, where you're Maz's castle, mm-hmm. and you're uh, either the First Order or the Resistance, and you have to get an artifact and bring it to the ship and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, great. You got to see the inside of Maz's castle. So nice. obviously, I kept dying because I'm like, oh, what's in this room? Oh, it's a bomb. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but then you also get to play Naboo, which I am obsessed with. I, Nebu is my place. I love the N1. It's my favorite Starfighter. I love Padme. Nebu. So we got to play Nebu as clones and droids. Oh, cool. And just to like, with the new graphics, and so you've got pretty. a clone trooper killing battle droids. Oh, it's incredible. I love yeah. it. I love that the class system is back, as opposed to like picking one blaster and then unlocking it like crazy so it's super powered. I was like, no, no, no. Original Battlefront, you get like your assault, your sniper, your heavy, your officer. And they come with a preset of whatever. Um, so I'm really glad they brought that back. And there is levels, like with Darth Maul, the level I played. Um, you literally have three minutes to kill everyone. So you get to learn the character by yourself and not have to worry about facing other players and stuff. And I, as someone who's bad at video games, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited now. And I think it's one of those things that if I buy this game, I probably won't be the person to play it like every single day constantly. And that's why I'm a little hesitant on purchasing it because like, because I'm not that big of a gamer, but I am really excited that they have given us more options in this game. Um, so hopefully I will play it more than I played the first one. Um, sure. But man, Tauntauns, like that is such I a genius know. idea. Like why didn't they do this so long ago? Right? It's, it's so like in the me. in the original Battlefronts, you could ride Tauntauns. Yeah. And you could ride Cadus as a Gungan. God. And oh. that's the thing that I love the most about the original Battlefront games is that I could play as clone troopers and like there were so many yes. options, so many different types of them too. So I, that's that's also what's selling me on this new one is the clone troopers. Like, yes, I, you know, enjoy the prequel stuff, but the thing that I love most is the clone troopers. Um, yeah. Oh, for so sure. I'm really, really, really stoked about that. Um, I haven't been reading a ton on like um, Inferno squad and, and all that. And Iden's story. I, I mean, it's cool. They're going to have a story mode with her. I don't really care what the story mode is. I'm just happy that they have one. <laughs> Agreed. So, um, you know, Agreed. a lot of people I love are, Janina. Yeah, she's really cool. Um, and I'm excited that a lot of people are connecting with Aiden because she's a girl. And, like, you know, the people that are really connecting with her, it makes me happy. I personally don't care. I'm just like, whatever. I just want to play the game. Like, <laughs> sure. You know. But, I mean, like, if she had been a girl that looks just like me with short hair, I'd been, like, 100% on board, you know. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. So I totally get why why some women are just, like, you know, really have a soft spot for her and that are really excited for this game because of her. Um, sure. I, I think that's great. 
I agree. I'm She's just, a monster, I mean, but I agree. <laughs> yes, she is. But she, uh, it's Imperials. I just, I. It makes me more excited because I love Janino Gavankar so much. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you see her on the Star Wars show, she's like over the moon she's excited. Obsessed. She reminds like, me of Vanessa Marshall. Vanessa Marshall yes. is one of the most passionate, like female Star Wars fans that is involved with Star Wars that I've ever seen. Like she yes. loves. Star Wars and Janina also loves Star Wars. It's and that's, great. That makes and like you, happy. you've worked, you've worked in the in the industry a bit. Yes. I've worked in the industry a bit, and it's such a toxic thing where yes. like you you can't be excited, but you it's like you can't show that you're into it, but you also kind of have to be into it. That right. way, they hire you to be into it. And there's this weird like mental game you have to play to work in the industry. Yes. And Janina is like she seems like one of those people. Like she was amazing in True Blood. And I think she's just a great actress. But it's like Star Wars, she has this freedom to like freak out and be excited. Yeah. And I just love watching her like just start crying because she's so happy. She can be openly happy about it. Yeah. Like that's the magic of Star Wars. Like Laura Dern was on the Ellen show. Oh, I love her. Laura Dern, like a veteran actress. Incredible. She's like, oh my God, I'm in Star Wars making pew pew noises when I'm shooting people. Yeah. I'm like, Yes. You can't that, not do that, too. Yes. Like, I can't see how people could work on Star Wars and be chill about it. I mean, that's yes. just... And that's the best thing is, like, it's you have Hollywood and you have the entertainment industry, but Star Wars with Lucasfilm and with the story group and Kathleen Kennedy, it's like it's its own organism. It's its own planet. Yeah. You know, and I love that people are passionate about it and people that are being hired are also passionate about it. Yeah. I and like it's just how so you great mentioned um, Janina crying on the Star Wars show because... Yes, with Andy. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, obviously, like, you want to be super professional in those times and, like, you know, act like you're playing it cool, but I liked how she did that because, I, I mean, I would probably have cried if that was me, oh, too. Oh, yeah. And, I, and, like, I don't know. I just really thought that was awesome, and not that everybody needs to go cry about Star Wars. That's not what I'm saying, but like, right. I thought it was <laughs> cool, cool that, that you she can. was so excited that that's what it meant to her. Like it was an emotional thing, and yes. it's just yeah, it just makes me really happy. And I'm so happy for people that are into Star Wars and get those opportunities, like like Ron Howard, you know, getting to direct yes. the Han Solo movie. Like that is a huge achievement for him. And like, that is oh, yeah. so cool that he's getting to do this. It makes me happy. And even Gareth and Ryan, like you can tell they're oh all my the God. recent, you know, directors have been huge fans and that's awesome. Cause then they put out quality work, you know? Yes. Fans, but like they really know Gareth Edwards. Great example. Like that dude is obsessed with star Wars. Like yeah. he would have like trivia battles with people on set like that man loves Star Wars and he made a movie that was pure Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and I ah god I just love it. It means so much I mean to me as a fan and I'm sure you as well that the people in it are not doing it for money like every other movie. Right. You know, Star it's Wars not is just like a job. Yes, it's a totally different thing that's very important to people and it's great that Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm and they know what they have and they're like respecting it yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I'm just okay. hyped. I'm so hyped about everything that's happening. I'm hyped too, and I'm I like doing podcasts. I know it's sporadic, but I think podcasts are what keep me hyped about Star Wars because sure. I'm around Star Wars a lot at work, and it's like it's fun and it's awesome. And sometimes it like blows my mind that I get to do Star Wars projects at work, but also sure. it becomes normal. And then things sure. happen, like you know, a new trailer comes out and people freak out over it, and they literally dissect everything online, and it's like. 
becomes a little too saturated for me. But then when I do podcasts, it's just like, oh, okay, like, you know, it just makes me feel a lot better. And it's exciting to like think about everything and be excited and not just be like, oh, my entire Twitter feed is full of porgs. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait until this movie is out just so like porgs can be out there and hopefully, (laughs) hopefully it'll calm down a little like no i sound like such a hater right now and i don't know why i dislike them but i just uh that's why i'm here because i like them enough for both of us i think it's a hype train like for real i think it's just like i can I totally understand that because there's some things with me where, like, if everyone is crazy about it, it makes me want to like it a little less. Yeah. Do you, do you have that? It's like a weird sort of, oh, everyone loves it, so, like, okay, that's all right. I'm not like that about a lot of things, but in this particular thing, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it doesn't, but it does. <laughs> I, I don't know, which is ridiculous because I am a sucker for cute animals. Like... How do you feel about Ewoks? Uh, eh. Okay, that makes sense. So your cute meter is like slightly off, is what, is what we've established. No, no. <laughs> I like little baby animals, like little like little baby Ewoks. Those are precious. The oh my baby god, ones. you're right. If That's, I saw you know, a little baby right. pork, I bet little baby porks are like fuzzy versions of real oh porks. Like think of chickens. God. Think about how cute fuzzy chickens are when they're babies, and then they're grown up, and it's like, okay, it's a chicken. I bet baby <gasps> porgs are the cutest animals ever. And I never thought about that. That's what I want to see. I want to see the, baby fuzzy porgs. The porgs are really interesting because I I went to Skellig Michael last year, mm-hmm. and that rock is covered in puffins, mm. like thousands of puffins. So when they said we were going to spend time on the island and ate, I was like, what are they going to do about all the puffins? And they made their own. The porg is like porgs. a puffin owl sort of looking thing. Yeah. I'm I'm into it. I'm interested to see how the the one like Chewie's got a little buddy. I wonder if that's going to be a thing. Chewie possibly might have a little snack. I you know what? I actually thought that for the longest time. I mean, it's still t- there's still time. There <laughs> I mean, there have been pictures posted online. I saw it with the feather in his mouth. Feather in his mouth, and I'm just can, like, buddy. Can you can you imagine there. if that's how it goes? Like after the little clip we see of him like roaring, Chewie's like, "That's enough out of you," and just eats him. Honestly. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. Oh my god. <laughs> We've gone this far, Savannah. <laughs> I am a horrible person and I'm okay with it. God, that would be hilarious though. Oh, uh, and then I he mean, just I would pulls, feel bad for the children one. watching, but for adults. <laughs> I mean, because imagine being a kid and just being like, oh, mommy, look at the cute porgs and like snack time, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> oh my god there's so many videos on the internet like that of like a guy releasing a bird and then a cat comes out of nowhere oh my god yeah i don't like those but <laughs> but unless it's a porg <laughs> i don't want it to happen to all the porgs but if it happened to one it'd be funny yeah and then chewy just reaches into his bag and pulls out another one. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he's just got a, a supply it's like a chicken murder. nuggets you just take them on the go <laughs> 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 chicken nuggets. That's a good Imagine one. a McDonald's chicken nugget box with porgs in it. Little porgs. Oh my god, I was oh, not prepared are for that. People going to hate one. me after this show. I'm so sorry, everybody. Just, that's what's really in Chewie's bag. <laughs> I want to end the show on this note. Oh my god. I like this note. Oh, uh, it's gold. 
before we go, I have I have something I need to say. Yes. That we talked about before. Um, so I uh, I haven't been on since celebration, yes. and it's 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 best because this is in regards to the meetup that we did. And growing up, I, I remember when we first became friends, you talked about your favorite thing about Star Wars was the vans, and I could not uh, relate to that at first. I was like, really? Because in my experience, I've always loved 4, 5, and 6. I've loved 1, 2, and 3. I love the Clone Wars. I love all of it. I love the books, everything. And a majority of people that I grew up around hated the prequels. So to me, the fan base that I was uh, around was only OT fans, and they would always make fun of the stuff that I liked. So I was like, okay, you know, I kind of get it. So I've always been kind of by myself in that. I like something the way that I like it, and I'm, I'm cool with having like my little corner because I like it enough I can keep myself company. Mm-hmm. And so when you said that, I'm like, all right, that's really nice, but I don't really relate. That was until Celebration. When we did that meetup, and, I mean, Rob, Peter, uh, I, I mean, Melissa. There were every, so every, many people. Everyone that came by, Daniel and Lindsay Barry, like, they came up to me and they were like really excited that I was a part of the show, which I was already excited because I think you're awesome. Oh, and to be associated was a really big deal for me. But to have people who felt the same way that I felt and like a camaraderie and like, wow, I just made so many friends and real connections at that meetup. And it really meant a lot to me. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone online, um, everyone that checked up on me during the hurricane. I mean, Amanda kept me a lot of company. She was here as well. Um, Every, everyone that said nice things, everyone that's at the meetup, it really means a lot because I, I feel like I found my peeps. You and found it's nice, your peeps. It's nice to bounce, bounce off hype for everything. And uh, it really means a lot. And I wanted to say that on here. Uh, thank you to yeah. you for bringing me on and for everyone else for just being awesome. That meetup, I'm still processing it because honestly, that was such an out-of-body experience for me. I literally thought maybe five people would show up. And I and I expected those five <laughs> people to be you and like my four best friends ever. Like four of my closest friends and like maybe my mom. Um, <laughs> and then like people showed up that I, I honestly didn't know who they were, but I was excited they were there. I was excited to meet them. I, it just, I still can't even talk about it because it just blows it my mind. It blows mm-hmm. my mind. I gave out all the things I had, you know, the pins and the stickers, like gave out everything I had. We were there for hours talking to people about oh yeah, everything and like talking to people that I had never talked to before. Um, yeah, so that was just a really, 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 really cool experience. Agreed. Um, so it was I a also want to say deal. thank you to everyone. Um, and even like, sometimes I have bad days. Sometimes I'll go back and look at pictures from that meetup and just see like all the people that I got to meet there and all the, the, you know, remembering all the cool conversations I had. And it was just a really awesome place. And sometimes Star Wars fandom gets a little catty online. Sometimes, you know, it gets a little dramatic, but at the core, that's what it is. You know, that meetup was like the core of what fandom really is. Um, yeah. It's like friendships and just like connecting people that typically maybe n- might not even know each other. Um, sure. And then like turning them into best friends. And it's it was really cool for me too because I make friends with a lot of people through Star Wars. And sometimes those friends don't know each other, you know, but I'll talk about them to each other. And uh, that meetup sure. was cool because a lot of my friends got to meet each other. And now like we're all friends kind of a thing. And that that's really neat too. It's like a giant friend group rather than like – 
me having all these little friend connections. Like now everybody is connected. So that was super duper awesome. Um, and hopefully when celebration is announced again, hopefully I can do another meetup because that was really, really, really neat. Um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think I mentioned it a little bit on the celebration podcast, but it definitely, definitely needed to be mentioned again. For sure. So I think on that note, we are going to sign off. Um, but Brian, where can people find you online? People can find me at Jedi Brian on pretty much everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Uh, I've got another podcast where I cover Clone Wars. You'll find that on Twitter. Um, the Interesting Podcast, which is how we became friends. Um, that's, that's still going strong. Also on iTunes. Um, I have some big guests coming out for that. So watch that one and yeah, geek out with me online. Cause it's, it's what I'm good at. Talk about Qui -Gon <laughs> with him. Oh my God. Qui-Gon. We can do an entire podcast on Qui-Gon. You have no idea. I need to have another guest on there that loves Qui-Gon as much as you do. I'll just it's moderate not possible. it. I'll just moderate it. <laughs> get, you know, get a, get somebody on who doesn't like, super love Qui-Gon oh, and then God. record me swaying them that would <laughs> that would be a, I, a 10 hour long discussion <laughs> it's I'm I am the I am the Qui-Gon guy like I love sky talkers and oh, yes. they're not super into them and I'm like guys just have me on I guarantee you you will look at Qui-Gon Jinn differently <laughs> yeah it's true and Charlotte and Caitlin from sky talkers are amazing so they, they really are they should have you on um Everybody, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedorkydiva. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Savannah underscore Kiefer. And my website is just thedorkydiva.com. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening. You'll hear Brian again next October because that's how we roll. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just kidding. Hopefully I'll do another episode around Christmas time. I'm, I'm um, excited. Yes. Thank you, everybody, and may the force be with you. <laughs>